Life is often so busy, taking us here, there, seemingly everywhere. When you aren't able to make it to church, we hope you are fed and nourished by listening to the preaching of God's Word wherever you are at the moment. In the meantime, take care and God bless. Welcome back to our continued series, Why Jesus? Why do we believe in Jesus? Why do we follow Him? Why do we emulate Him? What's so great about Jesus? Today, we're going to talk about because Jesus loves saint and sinner. I always think that church people, holy people, religious people throw terms around, and many times we aren't on the same page. We don't have the same understanding. And that's true also of saint and sinner. If you wonder, you will wonder less later. And so I thought I'd work from right to left, and I thought I'd look up sinner, and so I went to Google and I looked it up, and a person who sins. And I thought, well, th thank you. <laughs> Miriam or Webster, you're a smart aleck. But it's true, but it didn't unearth that much. But a sinner is someone who sins. So, even Norwegian, I decided the next thing to do is look up sin. An immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. Again, big words, transgression, divine law. In other words, you break commandments. But we don't make it sound that simple. Back in the day, I taught confirmation. Yes, they exposed kids to me, sixth and seventh grade in Farmington. And then we would talk about commandments, and because they're sixth or seventh grade, they're either innocent or naive or somewhere in between, and they would always take issue with a couple commandments, and then I knew I had them. And so depending upon the Trubic angels or the ones who were rascals, I went through all Ten Commandments with them, and I had them exactly where I wanted them, and I'll share them with you. Yes, there are ten, and it's good to know them. First commandment I would say to them, we are to fear, love, and trust God above anything else. So I would say, do you always love God more than hockey, dance, video games, and pizza? And they would say, no. Then I would say, second commandment, do not take God's name in vain. And they would say, next. <laughs> Third, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What's that mean? It means going to church, including summer? Yes. <laughs> then no. Zero for two. Third commandment. Fourth commandment. I just got goofed myself. Honor your mom and your dad. Next. Fifth commandment, you shall not kill. I have not killed anyone. That's one for me. Yay. All right, Scooter. The explanation in the commandments reads, so that we do not hurt our neighbor in any way, but help him or her in all their physical needs. That's what it means? Yes. It's not just to kill someone? No. Next. Sixth commandment, do not commit adultery. Remember, these are little kids, and this person said, I've never even been kissed. Finally, one for me. <laughs> And I say, all right, never been kissed. The explanation reads, so that in matters of sex, our words and our conduct are pure and honorable. Words, too? Yep. Next. <laughs> Seventh commandment, you shall not steal. I'm not a thief. That's what thieves say, I say. However, 
Good for you. The explanation reads, help your neighbor improve and protect their property and means of making a living. Next. Eighth, you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. What's that mean, pastor? That means you never gossip about a friend. You never say anything mean or naughty about someone in the lunchroom or school. Next. We're almost done. Ninth and tenth commandment are so important that they have two and one. Do not covet anything. What's it mean to covet? It means you want somebody else's nice stuff. So what you're saying is, I break every single commandment on a daily basis. Yes. So do I. So does everyone else in the entire world actually. It's our nature. Here ends the lesson. One of my favorite stories about nature, not trees and stuff, human nature, animal nature, a scorpion comes up and it wants to cross a river and he notices a turtle sunning itself. And so the scorpion says, I want to get to the other side. How about you, since you can swim, give me a ride? The turtle says, well, you sting things. You're a killer. That's what you do. Salient point. The animals in this story can talk, but they're also really smart. He says, well, why in the world would I sting you? Because in so doing, I would kill myself. Good point. Hop on. Halfway across the river, the scorpion stings the turtle, and the turtle says, why did you sting me? And the scorpion says, it's what I do. It's my nature. What do we do? We sin. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. You just said it, and I heard it at the beginning of the service. Or maybe you were just reading off the screen. But we believe it. So how about a saint, a person who is recognized as having an exceptional degree of holiness, likeness, or closeness to God? That's what it says on Google. Here's my big but, but. Here's what Lutherans believe. Being a saint isn't about what I do or don't do. It's about who I am in relationship with God. That's also true of being a sinner. In fact, Martin Luther describes Christians as simultaneously saint and sinner. This both-and approach is a distinctly Lutheran understanding of what we are in God's eyes. Luther calls Christians simultaneously saint and sinner because he redefines a saint as a forgiven sinner. We are called saints not because we change into something different, but because our relationship with God changes as a result of God's grace. Saints are sinners too, but they are forgiven and absolved. Don't you feel smarter? I do. To redact it, all of us are sinners, but all of us are saints. And how are we saints? Because Jesus forgives us. That's the story, and I'm sticking to it. I have three points. Point number one, Jesus said, do not judge so that you may not be judged, for with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. If you mess with the bull, 
you get the horns. Do not judge because all of us have every right to be judged as well. Other than being scriptural, Martin Luther thought it would be really good if we thought this way. That if we had a gradient sin system, we would think of it as Jacob's ladder, if you will. At least I don't do what they do. At least I'm not this. My daddy taught me that everybody else's sins are more salacious than my own. Because at least I'm not like them. But also, I learned this when I interned at a chemical dependency place, Fountain Lake Treatment Center in Elberly, Minnesota, and I went in and there were about 10 to 15, they were all guys, it happens to gals as well, but in this case, they were all guys. They all went through spin dry, they all went through detox, and then all of a sudden they sat in a room for their first session with the therapist and myself, and then they introduced themselves. And some of the details have been changed or not accurate exactly, but the spirit is the same. And so some person would begin by saying, my name is Joe, and I live in wherever. And then it would talk about this, that, and the other thing, married or not, children, marital status, what he does or did for a living. And then he would say, well, apparently I drink too much beer, but at least I don't drink the hard stuff. And then the therapist would go, okay, next. And then the next person would go and talk about himself and go through the whole litany of things. And then the next thing would be, he would say, well, you know, apparently I smoke too much marijuana, but at least I don't do cocaine like some people. And I'm not making this up. This is how it went. Therapist would say, next. Next person would say, well, my name is so-and-so, and this is what I do, and this is my story, and I'm addicted to opioids, but at least I don't do heroin like that guy over there. Then it would be that guy over there, and then he would have some kind of story, at least he didn't do this and the other thing. As God is my witness, when they got done, the therapist, and I'll clean it up for church. Because when you're in therapy, it gets a little interesting. She looked at all of them and said, by the way, all of you are in a treatment facility. It doesn't matter if you drink Pabst Blue Ribbon or if you snort it or smoke it or inject it. You're all drug addicts. We're here to help you. And so don't you think that one of you here is better than somebody else? So you will say when you get better, hi, my name is Joe, and I'm an alcoholic. And you won't get specific of what kind of alcoholic you are. I'm telling you a real life story, and the parallel is really stark, that all of us are sinners. And we don't say, oh, I only did that. I didn't do that. In the eyes of God, a sin is a sin is a sin. If you gossip about your neighbor, or if you take the life of someone in the eyes of God, it is the same. Look it up. The teaching pastor would correct me, and he's not. 
that if you gossip about your neighbor, we kill them. In the eyes of the law, it's different. But in the eyes of God, it's the same. And then it is a level playing field. That's what I'm saying. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. People in prison, it's not right to say what you in for because we're all in for something. Point number two, it's just like Pastor Peter said last Sunday. Some of you were here. If you weren't here, you should listen to the sermon. It's good. However, he quoted me and he used one of my slides without asking. So I'm doing the same thing and then I will get over it. I'll let it go soon. I will. But I'm doing more than poking fun because actually it's Jermaine. He talked about the wheat and the weeds and Jesus said, don't go picking for in gathering the weeds, you will uproot the wheat along with the plants. That was the text. And he gave a great sermon. You should go back and listen to it. But actually I have a different side of the coin and it was my brother's actually in the house today along with family. It was our dad's 87th birthday on Wednesday and his Father's Day, so happy Father's Day, Dad. I was thinking about all the things I learned from my father, especially about preaching and about the Bible. And I remember I had to be 10 or 12 years old, and he gave a sermon about this. And you know that this is not about crops. This is about people. And I was a hired hand for many summers, and I didn't detassel corn because I was too short. I haven't always been this tall. And so I walked beans. And so you'd wake up and go at 4.30 in the morning. You'd walk through this entire big field, and you would have to pick weeds, and it was wet. And your pants were about 25 pounds, and we would work from like 5 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. Kids today, even including mine, are so soft. We did that every day. And then they gave me a machete. And I could show you the scar on this leg. And so I decided I'll just pull him. But you have to distinguish. And what he was saying is sometimes when you go for the weeds, you might trample on the wheat or the plant. But actually, my father gave one of the best Lutheran understandings of this. Forgive me, Jesus. I think it's even more keen, but Jesus wasn't technically Lutheran. And my father said about this, don't go picking weeds, metaphorically speaking. After all, we are at different times, the plant and the weed. In other words, at times, you will end up unrooting yourself. This isn't, you're going to go for the plant, but you get the weed. This is basically... At different times, you and I are going to be the plant, and at different times, you and I are going to be the weed. And many times, when we think we're one, we're the other. Why? Because we're self-righteous. And we think that we don't do the same kind of things that other people do, but we do in a different way. There's a certain branch that's voting about who can take communion. I'll say this publicly, that if this church ever votes to not allow someone to take Holy Communion, I will quit that very moment. Mark it, record it, date it. 
Everyone in the front row, to the back row, to the middle row, needs communion. Not in greater or lesser degrees. And if you ever say that you're so bad that you can't be forgiven, I don't know what you're reading. And I'm 57, I got some tenure, I don't care. It's what I believe. We all need forgiveness. What are you in for? What's your sin? Don't go picking. Don't go judging. Because you might actually say, let's go get those weeds. And you and I at that time might be the weed. Follow? Point number three. Jesus loves us no matter what. I think we live in a world full of conditions and exclusions and fine print. The older I get, the more I love those people who love me unconditionally that don't say but. My dear wife always says, David, if you're going to say something and you have a but in it, leave the but later. You did a great job, but. That was a great exam you had, but. No, either there is or there isn't. Unconditional. I thought long and hard about what to say about Jesus loves us no matter what, and I thought of my second favorite story of someone who didn't know anything about Christianity. He said, can you please tell me something about Christianity that's ultimate? I would talk about the cross. But if I had already said that, I would say one particular story, the prodigal son. Now, to unearth the word prodigal, it means extravagant, it means wasteful means reckless. And so just in case it's been a while, maybe you were a confirmation student a long time ago, or maybe you're new to this, and so we like to explain everything. Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven, but also how God rolls and said, there were two sons and a father in this story. And the youngest son comes up and says, I know you're not dead, but can I please have my inheritance? Now, Emily Post would say that's very rude. But also, according to the law of that day, only the oldest son got everything. The youngest, in my case, my older brother would get everything. Bad law. But the younger one said, can I have it? Remember, prodigal means extravagant and wasteful. He says, here's your loot. And then he goes and has dissolute living, as the Bible says, because it can't, you know, it's a family book. And all of a sudden, it's no longer fun. He runs out of funds. He's tired of having a headache or whatever the case is. He wakes up and says, I'm just going to, I want to go home. And I'll live at home, anywhere in a tent, in the garage. It doesn't matter. But I just want to go home. And so he walks down the driveway. And the dad sees him. And he goes and he hugs him, kisses him. He says, I'm so glad you're home. Let's go see your brother looks at the older brother who had been home, humping it, doing all the things he's supposed to do, and says, aren't you glad to see your brother? And he goes, kind of. Well, we're going to throw a party. In fact, go get the fatted calf, and then go to Total Wine and get whatever goes with that, because we're going to have a wonderful party. Get a couple buntinis as well. Let's just celebrate. And the oldest is saying, Why? Because I've been a saint. I stayed home 
And when he was having fun, and if you saw the Instagram pictures, you wouldn't be throwing a party. He's a sinner. Yep. Just like you for judging your brother and not welcoming him home. Conditions, exclusions, and fine print. Buddy, you stayed at home. Thank you. But everything he's going to have, you could have every single day. So let's party. All right. You and I are both the youngest and the oldest in that story our entire life. Stay, go. Faithful, wander. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And what does Jesus do? Loves us anyway and says, you're forgiven. How often? All the days of our life. Because Jesus loves saint and sinner, which is great. Because we're both. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you found this week's message helpful as you think about how you will live out your faith each day. If you would like to support the ministries at St. Andrew Lutheran Church, you can do so by having your credit card information available and then texting a gift to 952-260-9007. Thank you and God bless.